Uh, welcome to the Apex Vaulting Podcast. This is episode 66, and I'm super pumped. We have an amazing guest. Uh, before we get started, if you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes. That would be awesome. And if you leave a review, that would really help us out. And also, you can check us out in all different types of social media. Probably our biggest is Instagram with the real Apex Vaulting. Um, our guest today, uh, Delis Caballero Vega. I hope I didn't mess that up too much for you. Um, and a lot of people just call her D. Um, thank you for joining the podcast. I, I'm so excited to talk to you because uh, for people who don't know, I mean, you have an amazing story. Um, maybe you want to start there. Like, tell us, you know, what was it like? You know, you trained and lived in Cuba. What was it like going through the Cuban national system as an athlete? Like, what were your experiences? Because I've, I've heard of experiences from even athletes. Like, I don't know if you know who Yoel Romero is in the UFC, but he's a Cuban athlete. And him explaining what it was like, I mean, I, I, was, I, I was amazed to hear the stories. What, what was it like being a Cuban athlete? Well, like I say, it's just, you know, when you start doing it, you don't know actually how the thing actually work. Okay. But when you get to a seven level as a Cuban athlete, it's it's messed up. So it's okay. just like unbelievable messed up. So it was just like for I mean after I became an Olympian and I became a world champion, they really didn't recognize anything. Like they just take it like a year run to a freaking nationals or something like that. Oh wow! So they don't give you actually the value of the you know the athlete deserve. Oh you know, wow! After you get to that level, and then some. So many situations. So, uh, pole situation. I only had three poles. Oh, my. Until 2012. Yeah, so. I, I've heard about that because you, you guys don't have, <laughs> yeah. in Cuba, there's not a lot of poles, right? No, it is not. So it was, uh, um, time that I had to actually, um, um, how you can say that? Like put together one pole to the other one to make it longer. So it oh, my goodness. So you guys would put I like mean, an extension on the pole to make it a little bit longer. Yes. Exactly. Oh wow. That's okay. What I did a lot of time. Or if the pole was a little bit steeper, I have to cut it from the bottom to make it to make it softer. Right. Right. To, to help it roll vertical. over a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So I do all kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Well. But, I don't know how I can be young, but it was it was really interesting. But as I mean, just living in Cuba is just like really, you know, closed system, so you really don't have the opportunity to to learn, you know, a lot of stuff, or, because it's not technology, it's not really good either, so right. it's there. Well, so. and, and how, how was, I mean, I mean, obviously, like, like you said, you guys didn't have a lot of poles. You personally only had three poles to deal with, but like, um, yep. how was pole vault treated in Cuba as opposed to maybe some other sports? Cause everybody talks about like Cuban baseball and some other things like, uh, it is like, you, you barely, they, they don't even know what is a pole vault means. You okay. know what I mean? Cause it's just like really small, uh, community in Cuba. Who yeah. Does Pole vault. Right. So it's not like here in America, you go to your friends that were elite to Texas and right. you find 10,000 pole vaulters. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Know? So out there, it was just like, I would say five total in the entire country. Wow. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was like people really didn't know about it unless they put it on a newspaper or somebody, you know, go to Olympic or go to a camp right. or something like that. 
Yeah. That's the only way people will get a little, little tiny familiar with what's going on. Right, right. So when when you were in Cuba and training, like, did you like live at home or did they have a training facility for you guys? Like, how how did that work? Mm-hmm. So yes, we do have a I would say kind of looking like a university type. Okay. Where the best of the entire you know country goes to that school and they stay there. You know. Okay. The entire uh, school year. Okay. And then you had the opportunity to go to your home, like in the weekends or two times. I mean, two, it was two weeks. So okay. you were going on after two weeks. So since I was living in the capital, which is Havana, mm-hmm. I was going home every day because I can't stand. I was tired already of this people. <laughs> oh, man. So like, but wait, why, why do you say you were tired day. of everybody? Like, what, what was so hard about being it? Was just, it was just crazy because... How did you even get into that system? Like, how did you start out pole vaulting in Cuba? Especially you saying there's not a big community okay. for it. Like, how did that all get started? Okay. So, I was a gymnast for like about 10 years. Okay. So, I got a coach who was a pole vaulting coach at the school. Okay. And then he introduced me to do it because, I mean, for gymnastics, I grew. Yeah. You know, like, I was a little bit taller to continue to do gymnastics. So, he introduced yeah. me the pole vault event. So okay. he started teaching me, I accepted, he started teaching me, and I jumped like two meters, 90, my okay. first year. Yeah. So I don't even know, I was like 16 years old when I started pole vaulting, by the way, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, that's how I get into the system. So right. to go to the national team, I was uh, forcing myself to, I need to jump. Okay. Like four meters or four ten or something like that yeah, to be yeah. able to be in a Cuban national team. Okay. So that's how you started. Okay. And that's how there, how you know, how quickly did you get to like four meters or four ten? And for everybody listening who doesn't know, four meters is thirteen, four ten is about thirteen five. Um, how how long did it take you? Yeah. You started at sixteen. How long yeah, till you it, jumped that? It took me about two years. Wow. To do that. Mm-hmm. To do four meters, and after that, I would start. You know, the year after, I'd be four thirty. Wow! And I kind of stopped there, and then you know, and then I, I, I mean, like I say, I would have jumped a little bit harder by that time. But I mean, coming from gymnastics, I never knew how to run. That's my problem. Yeah, yeah. Even right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that no, I. You know what I, you know what I think is funny. I mean, I know everybody says that about gymnasts, but what I think is funny is like in track, even how many athletes do you see, especially at the high school level, they don't know how to run, and it's track and field. Nobody's teaching people how to run. It's like ignored. Everybody like takes it for granted. Like you could just do it, you know? Yeah, you just like they're just trying to blow the car some way and then go. Yeah. No, what about the technique? Right. You know, and I'm struggling right now a lot with that, so I'm trying to learn how to do a better technique, mm-hmm. you know, and able to get 480, I need to run. 
Like, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. The speed is so important at those heights. Like if you don't have the speed, yeah. it's going to be very, very difficult. But I, I have to say, I mean, I, this is a little bit off topic, but watching the videos okay. of your jumps, I mean, you're a monster. I, I literally like th- this is one of the things that breaks my heart about our sport is like like the world championships. Right. They're going to be this week. And, uh-huh. and you know, yeah. there's a limited field. I feel like if like, yeah. let's say even you were at world championships, who knows? Maybe you PR, exactly. maybe you medal. You know what I mean? But n- the top know. people don't get enough opportunities to compete against each other. It's like it's always exactly. just such a, sele- a select few, you know? And the thing is, yep. like, I feel like if you guys all went head-to-head more often, oh, my God, I can't imagine. And, and with mm-hmm. your, your mindset and tenacity, I mean, come on, you're, you're a fighter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know you, you, would, you would figure something out. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't. I can definitely tell you that to myself. I'm a firecracker. I don't play around. <laughs> I, I, was, I was percent I, I i agree with you it's too often you see people who like there is no joy anymore or passion and if they don't get the result they get really upset but the thing is if you're enjoying it and you have passion for what you're doing even on a bad day you have enough strength to continue and pole vaulting is one of those things if you don't want to do it you're just going to start running through there there, there won't exactly. be any more pole vault that's exactly what's going to happen you you have to enjoy it in order to PR. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I think that... You need to think about PR. You just need to think about do the technique in order to PR. It's kind of funny, but it it kind of makes sense in my head because when you think about I want to jump higher, you don't want to jump even two meters. Right. Right, because if you're focused on jumping higher, you're not going to do the things that you need to do to jump higher. So you you need exactly. to focus on whatever you've been working on in practice or whatever the coaching cue is. You know, um, yeah, de- definitely. Um, I don't know. It's so crazy. So what what do you think about like the way the system is? I mean, do you wish there were more opportunities for you guys to go head to head? I mean, I even feel like like qualifying for USA is kind of funny because everybody's spread out all over the country. Country, um, I almost yeah. wish there was like a playoff <laughs> system, you know, like if there was like regionals and then, you know, con- uh, you know, Eastern Western conference meet and then go to nationals because then more people will get to go up against each other. I feel like that would create uh-huh. a, a much better performances. Uh, you know what I mean? Cause sometimes you go to meets, you might be the only person that's jumping as high as you and, and you're just trying to get a mark, you know? Yeah. I would say, um, you know, the only, that makes sense. Like I said, people who jump higher should get a meet before actually nationals. But what they do is just try to catch up. Right. Where everybody gonna go, or they see the 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 least who's gonna jump. Then I'm gonna find myself up because this person's gonna go here. Then I'm gonna have another competition. Right. Yeah, but it, like you said, it don't it don't have to be like that. It's all oh, you qualify for this. Let's do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not because I, I saw this person sign up. I'm going to follow because that person kind of, you mm-hmm. know, can kind of force me to actually be art. But at the 
the right. end of the day, I always said that even if you jump by yourself, if you know what you're doing, you don't need nobody to be honest. It's going to happen. No, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think if, if you're working hard and you're dialed in, you can still PR even by yourself at the meet. It's just, I but know. It makes even fun if it's somebody else. Right. With you. If you see that, that, that competition. Yeah. I, I totally understand and I definitely agree. It should be a competition before the meet where everybody, you know, can see where they are or, you know. Well, and, and, and especially. Trying to get the mark. Especially in our event, pole vault, where now all of a sudden there's competition. Maybe you end up blowing through your poles, and now you know you need the next pole when you go to the next big competition. Or maybe you, you did something wrong when there was too much pressure, and you need to learn to deal with it. But it's like the more opportunities yeah. you get to deal with it, the better you'll become. Not everybody's always yep. uh, good with that right off the bat. Um, kind of go- going back to that competitive level, so... It, going back to Cuba, so now, you know, you've been uh-huh. jumping four meters, 410, you know, how long did it take you to get to the, oh, well, you said, what, three years to get to 430? I would, no, the year after, after I jumped 420, the year after, sorry, 430. So okay. Three years. Yeah, three years, you're right, three years. Three okay. Three years, took me 410, and another year, yeah. Okay, and, yep. and so what was it like, you know, going to the Olympics as a Cuban athlete, like, what what is that experience like? I mean, do they let you guys, like, roam free? Do you guys get to experience stuff? Or is everything very, like, monitored? Like, what what is it like? Um, I will be honest. I was about, like, 22 years old. My mind wasn't in all the planet. I okay. was trying to make money to come by the Cuba and have food. Right. So I didn't enjoy it. I know it was a big deal, but at the end of the day, I didn't actually enjoy as much as I wanted. Right. Because my mind wasn't even in, I want to be an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, that's a great champion. I was like, you know, trying to buy something cheap mm-hmm. to sell it in Cuba to make it money. Right. So, like I said, for me in Olympic, I said I will be Olympian forever, but I don't have that that say, Jesus, I'm working now, you know, that I know what it, what it is really means. Right. So, I started realizing you know, as a Cuban Olympian, after many, many years that how important and how much people want to be an Olympian. Right. Just living in here and seeing this big population of athletes mm-hmm. trying to be just an Olympian. Right. It's just crazy. It's brutal no more. Like, Jesus. And I was there and I was like, I just can't. <laughs> right. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's being a Cuban Athlete, it's even crazy to me. Well, right. And, and I, but, I enjoy it. I would say that I did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, no, I mean, I think you bring up some good points. Um, you know, like, maybe you can explain to people, like, what is it like living in Cuba? Because I was reading some of the stuff in the article that they wrote about mm-hmm. you recently. You know, it's like, uh-huh. how much, you know, they talked about how much money you make a month and, and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. what, walk us through that. I was like, making, I was making $20 a month. Wow. So, which was kind of really hard. To yeah. Survive. And my mom is like working a regular, well, regular job. We are regular people. We, mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of money anyway. So, it's because Cuba is like, you know, it's like more like revolution, socialist, whatever you can call it. Right, right. <laughs> so, everybody right. kind of like living the same in the same system. So, which is like $20 a month. And so, it was so, so, so hard. 
So, yeah. and then that's how I say the only way I'll be able to make more than $20 is trying to make a Cuban thing and go outside the country. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, was that, was that a hard decision for you to decide that you wanted to, to, to leave? No, that was the easier decision in my life. The only wow. hard part was my family. Right. I was ready since I was, I would say 20 years old when I started traveling the world. Yeah. I, you know, I said Cuban elite athlete. Right. I was ready. Yeah. I was just waiting for the right time, the right moment yeah. to do it. <laughs> so, because I, I remember reading the article, they, they said you guys were going to Drake Relays, the, the Cuban uh-huh. team. You guys go uh-huh. and you you pretended to be sick to, like, not yeah. go on the shopping trip. Were you, like, nervous, yeah. like, you know, when you made that, that call mm-hmm. to do that so you could, like, kind of run away? Like, Yeah, I was freaking nervous. <laughs> I was like, I was like, how are we going to do this? Well, so, so, okay, it's the time. <laughs> well, so, but what were you more nervous about? Were you more nervous about actually doing it and being in America? Or were you nervous about actually like, running away, getting caught? Exactly. I was, I was like, actually scared to get it caught. Because, I mean, if I got caught, I knew I was going to go back to Cuba. And I would never, ever, unless I get married with, with a tourist. Right. I would never get in. You know, touch your airplane or go out of Cuba again. Right. They will lock me up. Like they're gonna, they're gonna say bye bye. Yeah. You couldn't even even be in a Cuban national anymore. Because I, you tried to defect it. Yeah, I, I feel like that's something that, you know, as, as Americans, we don't always understand how lucky we are. You know, we think about traveling. It's like, it's not a big deal. You get a passport, you go wherever you want, you know, and you have a good time. And it's like, we don't realize what it's like in some other countries. You know, um, even for me, I'm, I'm Serbian. I was actually born in Serbia. And, you know, I remember when the wars were happening. I mean, you know, we would try to help out our family and send money because like you said, like, I mean, it was like dollars a month that people were living off of, you know, and it's like, people have no idea, you know, what it, what it could be like in some other places, you know? And I, I feel like one thing that, you know, like, again, going back to like, just looking at your Instagram and again, I get, I get very motivated seeing your Instagram because I can, (laughs) I I can tell how much gratitude you have, how grateful you feel for all the opportunities that you have. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm telling you, I feel like a free bird. Like for real. Yeah. Like you can even imagine like how happy I feel and you know, after me come from the first time, they'll have paper, work and restrooms, dishwasher. I mean I was working with right. just to be able to survive and then just you got the money to, you know, become illegal. Right. So after me I shared all this stuff and then see it on my face. Yeah. I still dreaming like what? Yeah. I got an American passport that I can go every everywhere that I want in Canada yeah. with no problem. Right. Oh Lord, I'm blessed. Yeah. And on top of that, I came from my first year back to Cobalton and I PR all kind of stuff and say, Man, I am cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's, it's amazing. And I think it, it speaks to your mental attitude and it speaks to your ability mm-hmm. levels. I mean, you're, you're a great athlete, you know? Um, I'm, I'm, I, I have to be honest. I think this is going to be one of the most exciting Olympic trials coming up this year because there's so yeah. many people that can be top three and go to the Olympics. So many. Yeah. So many. It's very talented so field. Um, so- yeah. Go ahead. I'm just so excited. I, actually, by the way, I, yesterday my coach sent me the qualifying mark for the mm-hmm. trials. Yeah. And guess what? It's 460. 460. Nice, nice. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, trying to keep myself healthy and, you know, trying to increase the mark. Right. This is the goal for me this year. I will. I want to be done 480. Okay. So. And for everybody listening, 480 is 15.9, just so everybody knows, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I'm super, super excited, so I'm going to try to do my best, because, I mean, like I say, I'm, you know, any any athlete will love to be coming on Olympia for a second time. Yeah. Yeah. You might have that number right there, but for this one chapter, for me, it's going to be so, 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 so amazing. So yeah. I just feel grateful, you know. So yeah. like I said, whatever happens, I'm going to be good. But I'm yeah. going to fight for it because that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know. Right, right. Well, do, do you feel that your experiences and the struggles that you went through, do they help you uh, with your training? Do they help you compete? Uh, do you feel like that's an asset for you? Where? Like, I'm saying, because you had to, like, escape Cuba, because of all the hard work uh-huh. you've had to put in, do you feel like that helps you? Like, it, it, it allows you to work harder than maybe somebody else or get through the bad days? Like, you know, do you feel like that? I would say, yes, that, that actually teaches me. No mm-hmm. matter what, you got to go through. You got to go straight. This day's going to be better. Yeah. You know? Every day is different. Every people are different. Every everyone don't want the best for you, but the only one who wants the best for you is your own self. So I just go through it. But right. No, I'm I, cool. I'm going. <laughs> I, I I think that's that's great advice because so, sometimes you're right. You don't have anyone else in your corner, but you've got to be in your own corner and you got to believe you can yep. do it. You know, because yep. you you have doubters all the time. Like, um, you know, even even like we were talking about before uh, the podcast started. You know, one of the things that I always tell people is like, if you really love pole vault and you want to keep doing it or be involved, like coach, you know, or even start a club. And I know it sounds crazy sometimes because I. I Look, I, I was a full-time teacher, and then I decided I was going to go full-time coaching pole vault and, and start my business. And, oh, my God, my family, they wanted to kill me, <laughs> you know. Um, oh they thought I was crazy, you know. But I just – I had this dream and this vision, and I was like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to go for it, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. I'm very happy, you know. I feel very, very fortunate. I mean, I'm not, like, rich or anything. I don't make, like, millions of dollars or anything crazy. But it's like I'm very happy because I get to do what I love every day, you know. And right. I keep trying to learn how to improve it, you know. Um, right. But you ha- if you don't have that, if you're not in your own corner, if you're doubting yourself, you're not going to get anywhere, you know. Anywhere. Nobody, nobody for your athlete. Nobody for your working on anywhere. You yeah. have to have your mindset. You have to have your own decided. You have to have your own goals, you know, and able to, you know, that – 
to achieve it. And, and on top of that, you know, we're going to have a plain A, plain B, plain C, all the letters in the alphabet. Right. Because it's going to be hard. Yeah. Who said it's going to be easy? No right. But yeah, you nothing's have to easy. You have to try. You have to try in, in order to decide if it is for you or not. Right. You know? Yeah. Because, I mean, like I said, that's actually what happened to me. Like I said, when I started pool vaulting and, and I saw my first video, I said, holy crap. How am I going to, how am I going to jump? <laughs> and knowing how, you know, comparable and how great athletes are here. And they have many, many, it's not like you, but they have three or two. Right. And that's it. You know? Here, then I say 20. There. Right. Really close. Right. And I say, I say one day to myself, you know what? Just grab the freaking pole, claim it, and put your feet up and see what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. I just, I was just going with the flow, you know, yeah. knowing, and I've never, ever, ever think or thought about any other athletes. Never. I would say, if you compete with you in the bar, and you are able to increase one centimeter, you're going to get there. That was right. my competition. Right. I wasn't going to care about all the ones. Never. Right. And I would never tell one other ones. I always care about me, my pole, and my bar. That's right. all. Yeah. I can find with all those three stuff. You yeah. know? Yeah. That's it. As long as you can be better, you know, with yourself. Right. You're gonna get there. You're gonna get there. Right. Like I, I, I always, I always tell a lot of my athletes. I'm like, look, like I think sometimes we want a 50 percent improvement, but guess what? If you can make a one percent improvement, Mm -hmm. that's still a positive. And if you keep making a 1% improvement every day or every other day, well, by the end of the year, you'll get that 50%. But you have to be patient to get that 1%. Hey, believe it or not, it's on 40. That's why I posted stuff on my Instagram. I don't even know how to use Instagram by that time. Now I get better. (laughs) That's what I posted. When I go back to the beginning, Mm -hmm. for real, I was jumping 12 feet. Right. When I started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then... From six months, seven months, boom, I jumped 450, 49. Right. That was my best mark by the time in my entire career, literally. Right. right. And I said, holy crap, then now we can do it. <laughs> right, right. You know? And my mind was always me, my pole, and the bar. Like right. I say, I'm just eating poles in my own zone. Oh, my arms. That's why I like to dance. That's why I like to swim. <laughs> no, I'm just eating on my arms. Like, right. <laughs> you know, because you got to be like, like I said previously when we started talking, you have to enjoy. Yeah. You know, do something that motivate yourself. Think about right. something that motivate yourself. Even though a lot of times I think because I like uh, chocolate cake. Yeah. Let me tell you this. I like chocolate cake. And I looked the bar and I said, you want to grab that chocolate cake? You better jump over that bar. <laughs> so I want to make myself like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, and I think we always have to constantly have these, like, mental uh, rewards or mental strategies to, like, push ourselves, you know? It's it's yep. super important. And kind of going off of the, that, that mental aspect, I, I want to ask you this, and we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier uh, before the podcast, but, like, 
I, I feel like a lot of Povo people out here, like, they think they can't, like, work and, and Povo. Like, they think they have to be, like, 24-7 Povo to be able to get better. But, like, uh-huh. even now, you still work full-time, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I don't work full-time, I was going to pay my bills. <laughs> right. And and you like and you're saying, having success. I mean, why why do you think so many people yeah. think that they have to like be pole vault twenty four seven in order to compete at a high level? I mean, I understand. Like, listen, if if someone has sponsorship and they're you know truly yeah. a professional pole vaulter, hey, by all means, like that's awesome. Yeah, I know. That's you could do that. Like, that's what I actually try to do, just because you know this coming year is really important. So I'm trying to you know, contest some sponsors, stuff like that, so I can, you know, reduce and then have a little bit more time to rest. Right. To be able to, you know, because, I mean, like I say, I already achieved, I already get to the level. Now right. I need to, you know, be smart and play the game as smart. Right. And I know the commitment you have to do is not, you know, work 40 hours back. Right. But if that doesn't happen, I will still work in a full-time job and I will be trying to jump higher. Right. That don't mean that I won't try. Right. You know? It, it, it won't happen because, I mean, at the end of the day, if it's happened, great, you know. But like I said, to those people who think that they have to be all full and full vaulting, mm-hmm. no. That doesn't work like that, no. Why? But like I say, if you're lucky enough and your mom and your dad give you that support, great. Congratulations. Right. But if you don't have that, and you have to go ahead and put yourself working to yeah. be able to survive. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. You have the day have twenty four hours. Right. You have time. You make the time for what you want. That's what my mom said. Yeah. You wanted to do something, you're gonna find the time. You're, you know? you're, you're 100% right. And like you said, there are 24 hours in the day and you get to use them how you want. And if, if you need money, yeah, you could work yeah. and you can still have time for practice. Yep. You just might have to sacrifice some other things. Maybe you're not going to have time to like hang out with friends or maybe you can't yep. go out to a bar or something like that. Instead, yep. you got to hunker down and just work and go to practice. Like, I mean, that's, exactly. that's ultimately like anybody who's extremely successful in anything, including pole vault, it comes down to mm-hmm. sacrifice, you know? Everything, everything is a sacrifice, especially I would say pole vault. I would say every, every sport, I mean, every event that's like a feel is hard. You have to have some kind of mindset. But pole vault, you have to have three mindsets. Not even one, three. Okay. <laughs> because you have to deal with so many stuff that the sprinter doesn't have to deal with it. We have long jumper doesn't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. A head of one doesn't have to be dealing with it. You have to deal with how you're going to land in that pit and how you're going to get to that pit to be able to survive. Right. Because the minimum thing you do crazy, you're going to feel it. You're going to yeah. hurt yourself. Crazy. You don't know where you're going to be, so you have to have, you need to have your mind three, four, five times set, whatever many you want. Right. You have to, you know? Yeah. Because the first thing you say to all the people who go to all the events and try to say, oh, I'm a pole vault. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. You're crazy. Right. Why are you going to do this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. want to deal with it. So that's why I said you have to have three times your mind set with what you're doing. And you can do it. You can work. You can practice. You know, you just have to, you have to set what you want, you right. know, because I mean, growing up as an athlete and even my mom always told me, even she told me, if the I see you, you've been playing around, mm-hmm. you're going to stop right now. It's no more sport. 
So that's how I'm so firecracker. Right. You, you teach me when you do it, you better try your best. You right. better try your best. If you yeah. know what I mean, it's the point to be doing it. If you're gonna, if you want to put your hundred percent, then go ahead and pick up the book and be full time student. You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't be an athlete. Or go ahead right. and work full time. You know, or go ahead and work two and two jobs. No, yeah. And go to the bar. Yeah, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're hundred percent right because it's like, I, I know athletes a lot of times who have over the years maybe said they want to jump this high or they want to qualify for this or qualify for that. But then you look at the effort, you know what I mean? It doesn't match up, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like that saying talk is cheap. Everybody could say, Hey, I want a PR. Or, hey, I want to win a championship. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now what you do is quite different. You know, and, and it's funny because sometimes it, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I wonder what you think. How do you get through to that person that maybe has the potential, but is not putting mm-hmm. the effort in? I don't even know. I, I don't, I, I so hard. far, yeah, I have not you found know? those magic words, you know? It's just so, it's just hard because you have, you want to make a commitment, but you need to make a commitment with yourself first to be able to open your mouth and say, I want to do this. Yeah. You know, I want to make a commitment with myself first in order to open my mouth and say, I want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you have to be straight and see what you want. Like I say, it's a lot of time. It could be a possibility. Like, you can work as hard as you want. And sometimes, a lot of times, things don't go your way. But right. it might be doesn't happen this year. But two years from now, you can be on top. You can be the best. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you always got to be your best because you try your best. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no. So, like I said, all the athletes, they don't achieve what they want in that particular year, and they shut down. No, that's the time you have to open yourself up and say, what did I do wrong this year? It's not even wrong. What should I do better? Right. Yeah, yeah. To, no, to do I, better. That's I, I, I agree. Yeah. A lot of times people get to the end of the year and, and like you said, they just shut down. They, they take a long break instead of looking at, okay, what improvements can be made, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing is too, I, I feel like what it comes down to, I mean, sometimes someone's got to be tough on a person. Like your mom was tough on you. She said, Hey, listen, if you're not all in, you can't do this. This is not, you can't play around anymore, you know? And, and that's important. I think, I think that's where people have to kind of like figure that, figure that out or someone needs to tell them that it's like, okay, there's no more time for play, you know? And I I mean, look, every, everything's different, right? Like everybody's different. Like at my club, for example, I have people who are casual pole vaulters, you know, they're adults, they have full-time jobs, they have families and they, they like to jump. They come in once a week. That's fine. I have nothing against that. I yep. think that's super awesome. I, I hope, I wish more people would casually pull vault. But what I'm saying is like, there's so many athletes out there that they talk a big game. They say they want to win something or they want to jump a certain height, but then they don't match up with their effort level. And it's like, that's yeah. what people need to understand. Yep. That's why they have some time. It's like, when you have time to go to sleep, no. You need to go work out, then you gotta go to sleep. Sometimes yeah. you gotta do that. Sometimes when people are sleeping, you don't need to be working out because you want to achieve something that other people don't have that in their circle. Yeah. So you wanna be something that other people don't even care about it. So then you need to do something normal in order to achieve and try to, uh, try to achieve what you want. Right. You know, it's a lot of times that I say, geez, I don't really, for real, I don't even want to get to the tribe. I don't even I want to pick up the pole today. Sure. But that's in my back of my mind that I say, 
okay, you don't want to go to nationals. You want to jump higher. You want to represent USA. Put your ass in the track and do what you need to do. You know? Right. <laughs> so, right. It's just like that. I just feel so motivated in myself and so positive and so cool with everything. I just don't get, leave it. No, I just need to think hard. I just need to go and do what I need to do and do it harder every single day that I can. You know? Yeah. So that's the opportunity. The life gives you the opportunity. So take it. Take it. Right. Try to work as hard as you can. If you want to be an athlete, you want to be, you know, put that name on, I mean, put your name on the paper where you can go ahead and pick up that book and say, Jesus, that's me. I did it. Right. You know? Yeah. That is it, it, even better for you because, I mean, at the end of the day, you need, you're going to work as an athlete 18 years, 20 years. But at the end of the day, you're going to be retired. Right. So why not work hard now when you've been doing it? You know? Right. Simple. Yeah. It's simple. Yeah, no, you Because you're... when you retire and you're, you're ready to, you know, create family or get married, whatever, then why are you going to think about it? You're going to start working harder when you start working harder when you are doing it. Right. It's a couple of years. It won't be forever. Right. No. Good. It no. won't be forever. It's just like that. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, look, no, no matter what, like, you're not going to jump forever, you know? And uh-huh. And the thing is, while you're doing it, you like you said, you might as well be putting in the most effort you can to really see what you can get out of it. And one of the things that I always tell people, I always felt like, you know, and I still feel, you know, I can sleep easy at night knowing that I'm putting as much effort as I can into my coaching, into my athletes, you know, and that helps you sleep at night. You know, I think the people who have trouble sleeping at night, those are the people that have regrets. You know, they look back and they go, man, I, I could have worked harder. I could have done yeah. this or I could have done that. And the thing is, like, that's that's what bothers people. But, like, you know, I, I, I think the thing that keeps me at peace is knowing that I don't really have any regrets. I've, I've you know, could I have done things better? Of course. But as soon as I figured it out, I did it better, you know. So it's like yep, I'm working as hard as I can and, you know. If it doesn't work out today, I keep working hard and hopefully tomorrow it works out. You know, that's, that's the only way you can. But living with those regrets, knowing that there were things you could have done and you didn't. And like you said, you know, people are not going to pull vote forever. You know, their careers will come to an end. You don't want to look back and have those regrets. Right. You, you don't want to like, that's, that's why I say every day I wake up and say today's another day. Whatever happened in the past, boom, is erasing. Yeah. Move on. Ready yeah. for the next chapter. Because it's, it's, life is keep moving. Right. Hours keep moving. You have to move. You have to move, you know? You just have to think, like I say, like, me no hiding on Belarus. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, how this happened? Well, I guess I didn't do what I supposed to be needed to do. Right. You know? So, now what will be next? Oh, now I put this in. I would say I don't even want, I don't even like to call my days bad days. Right. I don't like to say that. Because mm-hmm. there's another day God gave me the opportunity to put my foot in the track. It didn't right. happen because it didn't happen. Next right. time, it's going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I have been training. I know my level. It just didn't happen. It right. couldn't happen again. And I'm going to wake up and I'm say, next time, it's right. going to be okay. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Don't be mad if you don't hide. No. God put those quick together. So you're going to go ahead and jump. Don't yeah. be mad. Don't, that's no, no. 
go ahead and dance and you know that's my I would say that's my my opinion or or any other athlete who don't hide and yeah. pole vault, don't even feel bad about it. Right. You know, you're gonna feel it. You're gonna feel it because you've been working hard. By the end of the day, hey, it's gonna be okay. Right. It's going to be okay no matter what. Why? Because you're working hard. Yeah. That is for you working hard. But if you don't work hard, you won't hide. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you won't jump higher. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I I think that that's that's a great mindset, you know, and, and, you know, again, I mean, that that's one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to have you on the podcast, because I just I love your mindset. And I feel like it could help a lot of people if they they start to understand the way you think and try to apply that to their jumping and even their life. You know, I mean, you know, you can just tell how grateful you are of every opportunity that you have. It's 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 amazing, you know, Um, yeah. I feel really grateful. I mean, I don't complain about anything because at the end of the day, just like every single every single thing that I set my mind for, I achieve it. Yeah. And honestly, I was working more towards the trials mm-hmm. than know my first year coming back. Right. Because I know how hard it is making commitment and how hard it is to get to a seven level after right. me being out of track for five years. Right. So, <laughs> I knew I need some time in order to get to that level back because right. I worked so hard and I could and I made a commitment and yeah. I enjoyed. I see my results and when I see my pictures wearing my USA uniform, yeah, yeah. I cry. I cry because I say to myself, "Wow, right, this is amazing." And I go back to the ranking to the world ranking mm-hmm. and I put the USA's ranking and I see many, 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 many of Pogo USA. Yeah. And I'm on top I'm on the top of the USA finish fifth in the entire country. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like what we're we talking about. We great. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so lovely. Yeah, you know? of, of of course. Uh, you know, and, and the, again, that's one of those things like uh, for me, I think our sport is so amazing. There's so many great athletes. But unfortunately, many, it's like many. sometimes we don't hear about all the great athletes. We only hear about one or two, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like there's so many great athletes. And, you know, again, looking ahead to this year's Olympic trials, like I, I think it's going to be wild. Yep. There's so, so many of you wild. that are in then- a great position. And like I say, you, me leaving here now and then be around the poor community right now, you can, you need to be on top every time. Why? Because it's too many good. Yeah. Like I say, it, it could be three or four college girls, boom, they put it together. And right. Boom, you know, it's just so crazy over here that I love it because you always gonna have it, you, you always gonna have that It's gonna be competitive, you know yeah. Yeah. Always. Amazing for me, even the day I retire, I'm gonna say, Man, I was tall. That yeah. was amazing for me. Amazing to be part of the uh, right. best pole vault in the United States. That's right. Incredible. Yeah. You know, because I mean, me coming from Cuba and competing with Americans, right. you know, it is just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm an, an American uh, team. It's like, oh my goodness. Are you serious? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. And it's like I say, all athletes here, they are good. They are good. And mm-hmm. I'm just like so happy to be part. Or even even high schools, high school pro vaulters. Yeah. Always, I'm just 
but respectful on any of those athletes. Right. Because I say any day, they kind of get it, you know? So right. I'm just so, so happy to see 10, 20 girls high school competing. That made me so happy. Yeah, yeah. So happy because I see, wow. There, there's they so, so much, yeah, so much great uh, talent at every level, including high school, like yeah. you said. Yeah. High school. Yeah. Um, what, so, what are your what are your plans for this year as far as competition, like indoors? I mean, do you guys go to that like Texas Expo? Uh huh. So yeah. So I believe we have I have probably like three months of conditioning training. Okay. We shall our started today. So um, three months, and then it's gonna be uh, Texas Express, the club that I work. I mean, uh, training with. Yes. They're gonna have a, a meet. Which is they do that every year, and that after that's gonna be a explosion, or I don't know how you call that, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. something like that. Then uh, at least I'm gonna go to Reno. Oh, awesome! Year. Okay. So I'm gonna be probably. I, I'm thinking I'm gonna be in Reno. Okay. And I'm focused on the indoor national. Okay. That's gonna be my main, and then I am not really quite sure about going to Europe to compete. I have to actually get more information about that. Mm-hmm. So, but so far, it's going to be Melton, Reno, and the USA Nationals. Awesome. I think that sounds good. Well, if, if so, I'm in Reno, then I definitely I, I, we got to say hi and, and maybe even do another, uh, another podcast, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, we're four months, five yeah. months, six months, something like that. No, yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, hey, I want to say thank you for doing the podcast. No problem. Uh, do you, uh, you want to let everybody know how they can follow you on Instagram or anything that you want to, you know, send a la- final message before I end the podcast? Well, I think intern is really easy and fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like I say, I'm just going to say, hey, guys, keep positive. Um, don't let yourself down, you know. Like I say, every day, you know, keep it up. You know, it's like just be happy and enjoy your training every day. And then have really good communication with your coach. That's really important. Mm-hmm. That's part of being, you know, that will be part and help to achieve your goals. And then, like I say, I'm, I'm just so happy to be in this country. Awesome. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Well, hey, thank thank you again for being on the podcast. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, again, subscribe to the podcast. We're also going to be doing uh, YouTube clips of certain sections of okay. the podcast, and make sure you guys check it out. Thanks for listening. <laughs>